Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. want to give a uh, first and foremost big shout out to two dedicated listeners, my dear friend, Mary Beth, and my friend, Cammy. Both friends equally listen to this podcast as much as I record it, and I don't think they're getting the credit for being real friends, as good of friends as they are. So Cami Miller, Mary Beth Cole, I want you to know, thank you for listening to my bullshit. <laughs> okay, now that that personal shout out's out the way. Welcome to the podcast. We are doing a lot today. I want to say right out the gate, no Kentucky Derby puns intended. I want to say thank you guys so much for all the love. You know, we announced yesterday that we're going to do the special in Lexington, Kentucky. The tickets flew off the shelf and I'm just so grateful. I really, really cannot thank y'all enough. And I hope you know it really comes from a genuine place. I would not have a career without y'all. I would not be able to do what I want to do without everybody's support. So it means the world to me. Also, for those of you who are wanting tickets, we are going to do, I'm going to go to Kentucky this week. We got to do some production meetings and we might be releasing some more tickets depending on where we need the cameras. Guys, I have learned so much about television. I have been on television before. I've been in a movie before. But when you become the boss, babe, it's like, guys, I'm literally like... (laughs) Like in charge. One, that's terrifying. But two, you know, we're doing all the things. I'm making the moves. I'm making the calls. And I don't know who needs to hear this right now. But, you know, every step of the way in my career, it's always been what I've done, right? It's been my decisions, my material. It's been all about trusting my instinct. And for a hot second there, I don't know what happened. I don't know if I like needed to get back in touch with my inner child, that that voice of doubt in the back of my mind. But I want y'all to know, because this hit me this weekend, I've been dealing with some business stuff and, and just rolling around in general. If you're about to make a decision and you have that little voice of self-doubt in your head. Now, if this is a decision like, should I try meth for the first time? I want you to know that's an absolutely not. Don't do it. You know what I mean? You don't know what it's laced with. Also, it's not great for the skin and teeth. So, and I don't know if you've looked into the price of veneers and lasers for your your face, expensive. For sure would need a GoFundMe to do those. So what I'm saying is if, if you're coming up on a big decision 
or you're quote unquote investing in yourself, I want you to listen to that little voice, not the doubtful voice that you can't do it. Listen to that child voice that says, you can do it, you fucking bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm trying to be motivating right now and I actually can't. You know what I mean? I really genuinely can't. Here's the thing. I had an integrative nutritionist one time tell me, why do we talk to ourselves negatively? Think about how you would talk to yourself at eight years old. Would you ever tell your eight-year-old self, you're stupid, you're fat, you can't do it, you're a dumb little bia bia? Would you? Yeah, I probably would. <laughs> Y'all, there's this whole thing on TikTok they keep replaying this this clip of Kendall Jenner talking about what I'm talking about, where therapists, nutritionists, all these people are like, would you, how would you talk to your eight-year-old self? If you were standing, looking at yourself as a child, but you're an adult, would you say, you're stupid, you're fat, you're all these things? I'm like, yeah, if the kid's being a little shit, I probably would. You know, that's why I'm not, quote unquote, a great babysitter. I've just been realistic with little shits before. But no, it's it's this whole idea about listening to the inner child and saying like, what would you say to your younger self? If you were standing next to yourself as a kid, would you look at yourself and be like, you're fat, you're never gonna do anything? You're a little bia bia? Remember that rap song? Why you acting like a bia bia? Hey, why you acting like a bia bia? Great song. I believe bia bia just means bitch. Plural. Hold on. Bia, bia, urban dictionary. Let's look. Bitch. Yes. It means a punk bitch or a weakling. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. I don't know why. When you, when you really look at the urban dictionary definition, punk bitch or weakling. If I was looking at my little eight-year-old self, I'd be like, listen, you little punk bitch weakling. Do you know what you're going to do one day? Produce a special. You know what you're going to do? Tour the world. Why? Because you're funny as fuck. Like, again, I've told you this before. I think I do better with negative reinforcement. Positive reinforcement where we're all juicy, juicy, loosey-goosey. Everybody gets a prize and a hug. No, 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 no. I only really thrived in my competitive soccer league where I peaked at the age of 10 when my dad was on the sidelines smoking a cig, being like, what the fuck is going on, Heather? Like, that's where I came alive. I'd be like, Let me, I'm going to show this motherfucker. And then I would then take my cigarette, put it out in the grass. And then my coach would be like, Heather, you're 10 years old. Why are you smoking? And I'm like, shut the fuck up, Carl. Do you want me to win this match for us or not? And then I would take the cigarette out, put it right in the middle of the midfield. And then my dad would be like, that's my girl. Let's go. If that wasn't how your soccer games looked, then I don't know (laughs) why why you were even showing up to the games. You know what I mean? But anyways, okay, all jokes aside, how would you talk to your younger self? So if you wouldn't talk to your inner child that way, talk to your younger self, don't talk to yourself negatively now. When you look in the mirror as a 35-year-old adult riddled with eczema and thinning hair, 
would you say, you little, you little punk bitch weakling, you little bia bia? Yes, I do get up some mornings and talk to myself that way. And it's not good. And I've been having this like little moment, this kind of like a broken record of doubt in the back of my mind. Like I need help with this or I can't do this. Fuck that noise. I write all my own shows. I do my own shit. It's about what I'm doing. And I need to, I don't know who fucking gaslit me to make me think in the back of my mind, you should self-doubt yourself for a second. Nah, 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 nah. Ain't no Bia Bia over here. Your girl's a Mia Mia, which means, let's see if Mia Mia is anything. Urban Dictionary. Watch it be like something horrifically. Mm, Here we go. Mia, a beautiful, awesome, sexy friend who is always there. Bitch, why are you acting like a Mia Mia? This is the dumbest episode of all time. If you ever really looked to me for a pop of motivation, I hope you understand that this is not the place. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Dude, this is so funny to me right now for some reason. That's my new thing. Don't be a be a be a be a me a me a a beautiful, awesome, sexy friend who's always there. Guess who that is? It's your girl. It's your girl, Heather McMahon. Truly one of my favorite sponsors of the podcast. We are talking about modern fertility. What is modern fertility? It's an easy way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. What do you do? You go home, you take the little kit, you give yourself a little finger prick, you send it into the mail, and then you can talk one-on-one with a professional that will tell you a really like peel back the layers of what your fertility looks like. Listen, we didn't know what we didn't know until we knew it. And when I went through freezing my eggs last year and my IVF and all those things, I didn't know what I didn't know until I learned it. I am so glad that there's things like modern fertility that make learning about your hormones accessible to everybody. Here's the deal. Traditional testing can cost over 600 bucks, but Modern Fertility gets you the same info at a fraction of the price. And you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely 30. That's modernfertility.com slash absolutely three zero. And you can get $30 off your tests. Plus you can get reimbursed for the tests through FSA and HSA. And I mean, listen, if you don't want kids today, maybe you want them in the future, maybe you want them today. Knowledge is power, y'all. Get the information you'd need now about your hormones through Modern Fertility. Again, right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $30 off a test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely 30. This is a limited time offer for $30 off. That means your test will only cost $169 instead of hundreds or even thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $30 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely 30. Modernfertility.com slash absolutely three zero. Our next partner is a product I literally use every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because, well, they sent it to me and I was like, hey, let's try it out. And I loved it. And then I took it with me to Italy and I was like, thank God I take this every day because it's just such an easy way to get everything you need in one scoop. What is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 
high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, or superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, aging, all the things. Y'all, it's just, this is a no brainer. It's literally so easy. Jeff and I are truly obsessed. And I say, we together as a team, because I can tell like if he skipped his athletic greens in the morning and then he's got a tummy ache, all these things, just take the athletic greens. You're going to love it. And it's just so easy right now. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into flu season and cold season. We're right around the corner from cold weather. You know, you need to arm yourself with that good, good now to make it easy. Athletic greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash absolutely. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash absolutely to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I cannot talk about Athletic Greens enough because I love them. It's just an absolute daily part of my routine. So go to athleticgreens.com slash absolutely. And again, take ownership over your health today. I know a lot of us are, you know, making decisions, moving on. We're do, we're doing things. I feel like we're all getting back into the groove of things. And if you have any sense of self-doubt or like you can't do it, or you feel like you're failing at something in your life, whether it's relationships, work, you know, I don't know, jazzercise, whatever the fuck you're putting your, all your eggs into one basket, just know you're doing okay. And don't let that little be a be a voice in the back of your head say you can't do it. Because guess what? If you got up this morning, you put on the spandex, you tied your orthopedic sneakers, and you even got in the car to drive to Jazzercise, you're halfway there, bitch. And you're not giving yourself enough credit. Do you know what I'm saying? I have this reoccurring dream and it's just this dream sometimes. Like when I lay in, it's not even a dream actually. It's just this thought this repeated thought pattern when I'm laying in bed and I think about like me getting ready backstage and the transition of like the little butterflies I feel in my stomach from when I get in the car at the hotel to the theater. And just like that, that it's like this 30 seconds of real deep self-doubt. Like I can't do it. And I love my show. I'm, I'm obsessed with the show that I've done this last year. I'm so proud of the work, but you get this like little split second. And then as soon as you hit the stage, you're like, let's fucking go doggy. This shit's great. And I just feel like I've been laying down at night, talking myself out of something I already know how to do. But we need to remember, don't be the be a be Don't be that little bitch, punk bitch, weakling. Be the Mia Mia, a beautiful, awesome, sexy friend who's always there. If I continue to read this, it says rebellious, but with a huge heart. Anyone is lucky to have a Mia. That's the truth, dog. That's the truth. Mia also stands for MIA missing in action. So, it, you know, it, you do sometimes see those with an Amber Alert. But regardless, I just felt like I needed to encourage y'all to encourage yourselves. We got this, you little bitches. Anyway, so we're going to release some more tickets for the shows in Lexington. I got to get up there. I got to do a little walkthrough and figure out where we're putting the cameras, and then we'll probably release some more seats. So stay tuned for that. Also, I just announced some club dates in St. Louis. So the weekend of October 20th through the 22nd, I'll be doing like eight shows in St. Louis, something crazy, at the, I believe the Helium Comedy Club there. I'm going to be warming up the material for 
the show in Lexington, trying some new stuff out. So please come out. We're going to have some fun openers. Please come out to those shows. I need to work out the whole hour. And, and I haven't been to St. Louis in a minute. So if you saw the original version of the Farewell Tour back in 2019, so much has changed. So come support your girl. Let's giggle. Let's laugh. I can't wait to see you guys. And honestly, shows and clubs are so much fun because I get to touch you, smell you, and eat your chicken tenders. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Anywho, back to it. Hope everybody had a beautiful, blessed weekend. I'm glad I got some personal motivation out of the way. I will tell you this right now, though. Speaking of self-doubt and negative talk, dude, I woke up this morning. (laughs) I have a rat tail slash dreadlock. I fell asleep with my hair wet last night. I rolled in from Detroit. Dude, Detroit, Michigan, bomb city. Love it. Such good people. Shout out to my friend Candace, who is an amazing businesswoman in Detroit. She's done so much for the city. She's a very cool space called J'adore Detroit. So if you need any kind of cool rental space in Detroit, call my girl. You can follow her on Instagram. But she's having a beautiful baby. And man, she had the most beautiful baby shower. Everybody came out. She had like 100 people at this baby shower. And I'm thinking, I don't have that many friends. You know what I mean? Like I have people, like I know if I invited y'all to my baby shower, you would come. But when it just comes to like low key friends, I'd be like, I don't have that many friends. I mean, I had 200 people at my wedding, but I only liked about 12. No, I'm kidding. I loved everybody at my wedding. But man, the people showed up for Candace. And let me tell you, I met one of her aunts and she had neon nails and a fleece jacket on. And she was carrying around a Pepsi Cola the whole shower. And I said, I freaking love this. She lives on a lake. Like everything about it was Michigan and I, I fucking dig in. And I was like, you got to lean into Detroit. Detroit is amazing. Also, all of Candace's girls from high school were like the hottest babes I've ever seen. So I just want to want y'all to know I'm coming back to Detroit to perform soon and lots of babes in Detroit. Like the grade A beef in Detroit, if you're a single man and you're not looking for love in Detroit, you are missing out. A lot of attractive women in Detroit. Dude, if I was a dude, seriously, I could have dicked a lot of hoes down at this baby shower. A lot of pretty women. Smart, successful. You know, I don't know why we focus on the bad of Detroit, because it's cute. Sure, there's, you know, a couple tough corners. But Detroit, forever. Love that city. Baltimore can still suck a dick. I'm kidding. I don't want to fight with Baltimore. But it I don't want to fight. If you know, you know. If you don't, it's a joke. Relax. Baltimore acts like they're freaking Myrtle Beach. And Myrtle Beach behaves like Baltimore. It's a it's the Wild West. Anyways, big shout out to the city of Detroit. We had a good time. What else is going on? I'm drier than hell. I don't know what's going on here. Mm. But dude, I woke up. I got a full rat tail. And this is some days when the when the podcast isn't you know, we don't have it up on video yet because we're building the studio. There are mornings where I'm like, I'm grateful that it's just me in my office in my mom's basement right now. Rat tail, two crusty eczema eyes. And you know what I hate when you have that girlfriend who's like, okay, I'm coming over. I'm coming over for a coffee. I look like a mess. Like I look, no, I literally look like a trash bag full of cat litter. Like literally doo-doo. And then you have that friend. It's always like an Emily and she comes over and she looks great. Like she didn't have a full beat. I actually look like the Crypt Keeper right now. Like, hold on, let me look in the mirror. Jesus, help us and save us. 
And I FaceTimed my friend, Mary Beth. And Mary Beth literally looked at me and she goes, okay, we're tired. And she's got three kids. So it's bad. And I had to, I had to give sex last night, guys. I had to give the sex. Came home late. Didn't get in till like 1030. Took a shower. I was trying to watch my show on Netflix. And Jeff laid his head like on my lower crotch. You know what I mean? Like, you know what you lay, they lay their head on your tummy and they're like, I'm just going to lay here and watch the show with you. His face kept getting closer and closer to my crotch. And I said, can we not? (laughs) And he started scratching my leg and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm tired. I'm so tired. I was just in Detroit with really thin women. Do you know how stressful it was to be in a city like Detroit with a bunch of thin women? Oh, God. I was fighting for my life. And then I get home. And I'm, y'all, I'm very into the show. Mo on Netflix. It's fantastic. It's like the kind of show I've always wanted to make. And it's, it's starring Mo Amir. Mohammed Amir. He's an amazing comedian. It's just great. It's just great. Anyways, so I'm trying to watch my show. I'm trying to catch up. It's like 1230. And Jeff is resting his head. I'm like, you know, right on the fupa. And then I just said, then he moved up a little bit. And I said, if you want to do something down there, you can. But I'm not reciprocating. I'm done. It's lights out. I took half a trazodone. I just got out of the shower. You know, when you take a night, I'm a nighttime shower girl. You get in there. It's, it's, you know, Sunday night. I'm washing my hair. I'm putting on my, I wear this magnesium lotion at night because I have trouble going to sleep. And it's, so I take magnesium orally, but sometimes it just gives me straight up the runs. And I have taken every version of magnesium. Every single version of magnesium, it still upsets my tummy a bit. So I started taking this magnesium lotion that I got at Whole Foods. I don't know the brand, okay? And I put it all over my legs because it helps with restless leg syndrome. It's, I smell like a goddamn botanical garden though, not in the good way. Like it's eucalyptus, it's got notes of sage, maybe some fern, you know, and like a touch of poison ivy. It doesn't smell great. And he's just down there scratching at my legs. He's got, he's trying to be cute. Like he's just going to rest. And I said, listen, I, I literally had to say, sorry, my legs smell stinky. It's the eucalyptus, but Jeff has a broken nose. Jeff hasn't smelled anything. And I'm fresh out the shower. So I'm, I'm clean, but then I put this weird botanical lotion all over my legs. He's not even phased. Do you know what I mean? This is the kind of old lady shit I have to do to sleep at night because of the anxiety. I just put in my newly order for the next month because I freaking love it. Newly is amazing. I just saw my friend Yazzie in um, Detroit this weekend. And I said, Yazzie, you look so cute. What are all these outfits from? She's like, girl, I got the newly. And I said, of course you got the newly. I should have known. Y'all, Newly is amazing. It's a subscription clothing rental service for just only 88 bucks a month. You get your choice of any six styles each month. You can choose from whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. And you have access to thousands of styles from over, literally over more than like 300 brands. Newly stock styles in a range of sizes from petite to plus size up to 5X and maternity. They carry awesome labels like Free People, Selkie, Anthropology. Farm Rio, and more. They have free fast shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. 
the option to buy what you love at a discount, sometimes up to 70% off. Listen, I love it. If you're wanting to get into fall fashion, you're like, oh, I don't want to go spend a bunch of money and get a bunch of new stuff that may or may not fit. Do newly. You go online, you pick out your picks for the month, and then they send it right to you. And for only 88 bucks a month, it is so easy breezy and they have awesome stuff. Newly is already a great value at 88 bucks a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month off Newly when you sign up with code ABSOLUTELY20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, enter code ABSOLUTELY20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. Again, that's Newly, N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's with code ABSOLUTELY20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. Y'all, what excites me is when I get sponsors of the podcast that I'm already freaking obsessed with and we get to work together. Dude, Thrive Cosmetics is the shit. There's no other way about it. I literally have all this stuff in my cart. And when I went to see what my ads were for today, I was like, hell yes, I already need this discount code because I have about $300 worth of stuff in my cart. I use their mascara and it's insane. I use it with my eyelash extensions because it's the only thing that doesn't rip them out. And right now I have no eyelash extensions in. And it's the only mascara I have ever found that literally makes me look like I have false eyelashes. I swear by it. I will show you online. It is my favorite, absolute favorite product. I'm obsessed with their stuff. Their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara is their best-selling product. It has over 20,000 five-star reviews, ultra-lengthening, eye-opening mascara lasts all day without clumping, smudging, or flaky. And literally what you do is at night, you just kind of like rub your lashes together when you wash your face and it comes right off. It's the easiest mascara I've ever had to put on and then try and remove. It's amazing. One thing I love about Thrive is that they have a bigger than beauty mission. And for every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help communities thrive. They have over 300 giving partners across the country supporting numerous causes. And this is why I love it. I love it. I'm getting great, amazing skincare and makeup products, and they're giving back. Now is a great time to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash absolutely. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash absolutely for 15% off your order. I love their lip stuff. I love their cream eyeshadows. Everything is the best. Go to thrivecosmetics.com slash absolutely for 15% off your first order. So he's resting his little hen and then he rolls over. He literally, so he's facing the TV and then he turns up to me and he's like, can I have some attention? And I just, in my mind, I went, fuck. But you know, this is the shit you sign up for in marriage. And I love sex. I love my husband. I love having sex with my husband. But I was done. I was cozy. I had my big oversized tee on. My hair was wet. You know what I mean? When you fall asleep with your hair wet on the pillow. Some people don't like it. I like it. Because then it keeps my pillow cool all night. My half a trazzy was about to kick in. I'm watching my show. I'm like, I perfectly timed it out. This show is like 27 minutes and 59 seconds. So once that trazzy hits, I'm going to get my giggles in, turn off the episode, be lights out. And Jeff just rolls his head over my fupa and goes, can I get some attention? And I went, fuck. And I went, sure. And when I walked in last night, I said, I walked into the room, I go, man, I'm exhausted. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I really tried to put on a whole thing. I was like, that flight was turbulent. It wasn't smooth flight. 
thanks to Delta. Easy breezy. You know, the Atlanta airport on a Sunday night is a shit show, but I was like, oh man, re- exhausted. Oh, you don't even want to know. Wild weekend, partied hard. We didn't. We were there for a baby shower. We were all in bed every night at like 11. I mean, I really tried to set the scene that I was not ready to do the sex. And he got me. And this was consensual, okay? I don't want anybody to be, this was fully consensual. You know, he rolls over and he's like, with that little face and you're like, fine. And then, you know, once you're in it, you're like, okay, bam, bam, you're in it. But for about the first 15 minutes, I was not. (laughs) Also, I am so sorry. Can I just throw this out there? I need to stop this. We probably need to cut this whole thing out. It's funny to me. I have so many like older people that listen to this podcast, which y'all have sex. It's not like y'all don't have the sex. But I have so many of my, my mom's friends from the club who come up to me like, love last week's episode. And I'm like, now I'm painting a very descriptive visual of me and Jeff doing the nasty. Why do I talk about this? This is the problem. When I don't have guests on this podcast, I'm just speaking into a void. This is like my personal fucking journal or diary. Every single thing that I've ever said on this will come back to haunt me one day. People will be like, remember that time Heather came back from Detroit? And Jeff tried to rest his head on her fupa. And then he asked for attention. Do you remember that? Like, I know somebody who's in like a bridge club somewhere is listening to this. Why? I'm sorry. You know, are we possibly one of the number one podcasts in the world? Because this is the kind of, you know, I'm giving you raw, real comedy. Yes. But are there days where I'm like, what the fuck am I talking about? Sure. Heather, don't be a be a be a be a Mia Mia. Lean in. You've already started the story. Keep going. Make it relatable. Anyway, so I did the sex last night. You know what I mean? I did the sex. And it was fun once you're in it. But you know when you're cozy and you're like, I'm just relaxing. And for the folks who aren't married, you may not get it. And I'm always the one who's horned up. I always am ready to go. But on a Sunday night, like I've tried to explain this to my family. When I'm gone over the weekend and I come home, Monday morning, knock on the door. You know what I mean? Like, you ready? Like, you know, knock on the vaginal door. Like, hello? And I'm like, let's fucking go. Sunday night, it's a wrap. I'm done. I want to watch my show, let my wet hair just soak into this pillow, this Tempur-Pedic pillow, so that I'm, I'm sleeping on essentially like a soft, moist, like just a moist loaf of bread all night. I don't know why, but it's, it's my tip and trick to staying cool in the sheets. Oh, God. But anyways, my husband will listen to this podcast. Shout out, babe. I didn't want to, but then I did. And I liked it. Mm. And so it's just, I don't know. Josh, if you want to edit this out, live your life. But anyways, where was I going with this? I don't even fucking know anymore because I'm dead inside. But that's it. You know what I mean? You come home from a weekend being with a lot of attractive women in Detroit. And then I realized these bitches live in Michigan and have their shit together. There is no excuse for me currently right now to be having a rat tail. And shout out to my favorite people, Boho Brit and Amber of Salty Locks Extensions. They've been crushing this. They, we have a sew-in right now and it's the fucking best. And it's made my life so easy. 
but I fell asleep and I don't even think I brushed it. You know what I mean? So I'm actually the worst client right now because I'm doing everything that they told me not to do. I'll brush through it in a minute. The whole point of me saying was, I woke up this morning, FaceTimed a friend and they said, it's a rat dog. You know what I mean? I'm having truly one of those days where I am so glad you cannot see me because it is heavy. It is layered. It is rat tailed. The, my two eyes are just crusted with eczema and it, it ain't great, but you know what I'm not going to do? Talk myself down from thinking I can't do it because I can do it and you can do it too. Now, some of y'all might not be able to do it and we're going to get to the voicemails right now. I feel like some of y'all are probably also a little broken and dead inside. Maybe you went to Myrtle Beach and you were with a bunch of thin women all weekend, but um, we can do it and we're here doing this together. The whole point of this entire tyrant, tirade, manifesto I just read is thank you for the support for my special. Thank you so much for buying tickets to the show. And we're going to come out on the road in the fall stronger than ever. I got to write the show. It has not been written, but the new tour, which will start in November, which we'll announce in like two weeks, it will also be fun. And we're going to try some new stuff this fall and we're going to get zany and weird with it. Because my show these last two years has been so polished and professional. I think we need to let the hair down a little bit and just pop pussy even harder. You know what I mean? You know what I'm, what was I going to say? Oh, also, dude. Okay. Since we're talking ourselves, we're, we're not talking ourselves out of work. We're talking ourselves into saying we can do it. I auditioned for this movie I really want to get. And it shoots in Atlanta. And I realized, I think what I need to do for my, like Stella to get her groove back, I need to be back on film. I need to be back on camera. I need to be back on set. You know what I mean? Flirting with the craft service guy. He's like, you're back again. I'm like, Steve, you bet your ass I am. Hey, where's that jar of almond butter I asked for? (laughs) And the Cheez-Its. And then I crunch up the Cheez-Its and I just shove them in the jar of almond butter. And then I spoon it out because it gives it a little extra crunch. And then Steve would look at me and say, I've never worked with an actress like you. And I go, you know what? It's because they hired me because they already know I don't have to lose weight. You know what I mean? That's what's also nice when you're like a normal sized human in Hollywood. Well, technically, you know, on paper, I'm morbidly obese for Hollywood, but y'all see me out in the streets and you're like, chill, one of us, one of the gals, you know, size 14, thriving, beautiful, glowing skin. But that's what's nice because I can like show up kind of as is. Like I could show up with my rat tail right now to a makeup trailer and they're like, we'll brush it out. We'll figure it out. What do you play? The meth head sister in this movie? Fantastic. Like we got you. I don't ever have to worry about being like a hot starring leading lady, even though I am on my own comedy tour. And this is what I realized. I'm really going on a tangent today. I am able to control my career and my choices and my voice through stand-up. And that's why I love it. That's why it brings me joy. That's why I've always done it. You know, we've been in this game a long time. Whatever I create, whatever it comes through my brain, I get to control the narrative. Even if I'm not doing like my tour, I can go down, do a set, giggle, get my words out, get my thoughts out, write my jokes. And that's, that's me. That's me stepping in, you know, to those shoes and walking my own path. You know, I like to do my power walk and get my steps in, but I need a sunglass that will sit on my face and not fall off 
when I start profusely sweating from my face because I'm a face and forehead sweater and it's mortifying. Good thing I found Gooder. Gooder is awesome. They are lightweight and comfortable, 100% polarized, very stylish. They have tons of cool colors to choose from. And if you're active or running, they don't slip or bounce and they're easy to clean. I also love that they start at just $25 a pair. They have a one-year warranty, 30-day free returns. Doesn't get better than that. And 100% satisfaction guaranteed. And they are a 100% carbon neutral company. Plus, give back 1% for the planet. We are very into that. Gooders is awesome. I put them on when I do my power walking. They stay on. They're polarized. It's easy breezy. And let me tell you, whenever you spend more than I'd say $25 on a pair of sunglasses, you always lose them. But what is it when you just keep in that $25 range, you always have those sunglasses and they end up being your favorite. I freaking love them. And for only 25 bucks to be 100% polarized is freaking awesome. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving absolutely not listeners free shipping on your first order. I threw a link in the show notes and you'll see me supporting them on social too. You can go to Gooder, G-O-O-D-R.com slash absolutely to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at Gooder.com slash absolutely and get free shipping. Again, that's Gooder.com slash absolutely and get free shipping. This auditioning bullshit is for the fucking birds. Would I like to be at a place where I just get offers? Yeah, for sure. Am I that motherfucking talented? Yes, I am. Are those opportunities coming to me on a silver platter? They're not. I'm still sweating in my fucking basement with about six lights that I ordered off Amazon, trying to record these auditions on my phone. Big shout out to Ray. Ray helped me with this audition that I really have a good feeling about. He coached me through it for like three hours. It was a clunky scene and he really knocked it out of the park. If you're in New York, you need an audition coach. Honestly, Raymond Padilla, fucking solid. He's also a phenomenal actor. Mm. But, um, you know, you do this shit and you feel when you're auditioning, you just are like, who the fuck's going to see this? You send this video, this audition tape where you've just bared your soul out into the ethosphere. You have no fucking idea who's going to look at this. And I've said this before and I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. I genuinely feel like no audition tape I've ever sent in has been seen and it's sitting in some like casting office somewhere. And then at my funeral, they're going to splice them all together and it's just going to be playing in the background and it's going to mortify me. Like people are, and I, I would like a roast at my own funeral. Like if you don't come with sling and bang and jokes, you don't have a seat in a pew. You know what I'm saying? Like, you better show up with fire material. But I do think that it's just, it's like the Truman Show. They're like, yeah, Heather was never auditioning for roles. <laughs> this was all a part of the plan. This was just, this was a ruse. This was a joke. You know, she likes to prank phone call people. This was a joke on her. That little bia bia. But I did this movie and I think I could get it. I think I can. I will get it. It would be perfect. It would shoot for like two months this fall. I could still tour in like November and December. We're, wait, we're already in October. I could still, I might have to push two dates, but I would still be on the road the whole spring. But I've just been like, I need to be back on set flirting. You know what I mean? Not like flirting as in like to step outside my marriage. I mean, just mean like flirting with the art flirting with the fact that I can be anybody but me, <laughs> you know? I know this is a very Hollywood conversation, but I did this movie 
And I'm like, I mean, I did this audition. I'm like, I could do this role. Easy. I would crush. I would crush. So I'm going to put it out there. I need you to put out the good juju. Mama's going to book this job. We built this city. We built this city on bad auditions. But this was a good one. You know what I mean? And here's the thing what people don't get about acting. You send in a tape and nine times out of 10 get no response. And like my agents will be real with me. If it's a bad audition, I'll redo it. They'll be like, no, this is trash. This is garbage. This is hot fire garbage. They're like, dude, this was good. This was funny. This was solid. You know, and I'm not in a room. It's not like I'm getting notes from a producer or a director. And they're like, no, no, actually, they don't send you a script too. Nine times out of 10, you get three pages. You get a a tagline description like, you're reading for the role of Barb. She's 47, has two amputeed legs, and has a baby on the way. Like, that's literally what they give you. Lived in Japan for 1.3 years. And you're like, okay, got it. It's in my bones. You know what I mean? This is the kind of shit they give you. And they're like, lights, camera, kill it. But I'm going to put out the good juju that I booked this movie. Because if I booked this movie, it would it just, it would really start to steamroll a couple other things that I got cooking in the back of the crock pot. The creative crock pot. You know what I mean? Bada bing. Shoots in Atlanta. I wouldn't have to be away. I could do stand up at night. Shoot the movie. Become wildly famous and successful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, God. But yeah, it's a little bit of a dick tease. It's a dick tease. Maybe the way that I audition and send in these videos is sometimes how Jeff feels on a Sunday night when I've just come back from Detroit. And he's like, can I have some attention? That's me sending in these auditions. I'm like, hey, Hollywood, can I get a little attention? And they're like, we do not want to have sex with you right now. And I'm like, but you're gonna. Wow, what a good analogy. Look at me bringing this full circle. Again, comedic genius. But yeah, my my thought was, I booked this movie. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm in. And then I'd have the opportunity to do a little red carpet. You know what I mean? Maybe get like a People Magazine situation. Because if not, it's just me slinging, slinging jokes on the road for the next six years. <laughs> I love it. I love touring. It's so much fun. But if I'm ever going to have the opportunity to be a mommy or to get more Frenchies, I need something that could maybe keep me somewhere for three months. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, never, I'm not stopping touring. That is my life. I love comedy. I just said, it's the only thing, it's the only way I get any self-respect or not self-respect, just outwardly respect. The only place I get respect is on the stage. Cause in the audition room, that's for fucking sure not. And I love being on set, dude. I love it. I love to go to my trailer. I like to, you know what I mean? I love to be in my trailer. And then like, this is a thing, you know, you, you don't wear your, if you, you don't wear your character shoes. So say you got to wear boots or heels in a scene. You, everybody walks around with like their Uggs, like they have on their, their costume and then like a robe. Cause it's chilly. It's November. Oh my God. I'm chilly. I got my starbs. I hate the fucking word starbs. I do it to be obnoxious. And then when I rehear it on the podcast, I literally want to jump off a bridge. And then everyone runs around their little Uggs and they're like going to set. 
and they knock on your door and it's like this. Heather, we need you on set in five. And I'm like, I'm a runner. <laughs> like, let me just, let me just finish this almond butter and crushed Cheez-Its. And then I just stick the jar out the door. And I'm like, tell Crafty I'll be done in an hour. And I'd like another. I'm always best friends with Crafty because I come in and I'm like, I want to know what's for lunch immediately. That's the thing. You got to be nice to the people on set who are feeding you. You know, they're like, hey, we put a warm chocolate chip cookie in your trailer. And I'm like, fuck yes. And then wardrobe's like, please stop feeding her. Dude, did y'all see this shit? And I know this. I just want y'all to know how fucked up Hollywood is. Bryce Dallas Howard, who I think is a phenomenal actress, she came out and she said how the Jurassic Park franchise, like the producers begged her to lose weight. Enough. Bitch, she's in a movie about dinosaurs. You know what I'm saying? Relax. That's what's nice, though. This was nice about being just, I roll in, they know what they're getting, a phenomenally talented character actor who can play a Rolodex of roles. <sighs> but I'd really like to book this movie so I could stay in one place just for a minute and just live that set life. You know, just me and the craft service guy named Steve, just like, Heather, we got your baby back ribs ready. <laughs> we got your off-menu baby back ribs. They're sitting in a hot plate in your trailer. And I'm like, fuck yes, yeah, Steve. And then I like palm him a hundo. <sighs> I just like it. Being on sets like being at camp. It's fun. Because when I'm on the road, you know, I got my road dogs with me, but it's just me. It's me. So it'd be nice. I want to, you know what I mean? I need to get out there. Anyways, I'm on a tangent. I'm just asking for y'all to put out some good juju. Because what happens is you audition and then you never hear back. And that's what Jeff used to get so frustrated about. He's like, at least if you auditioned and then they just emailed you, nope. Or you didn't get the job. You just never hear. And then obviously, you know, like I know, okay, the shoot date starts the end of October, like the day after my special. I could be there. I could be back for the first day of work. It's just, I don't know how many more auditions I have left in me. That's where I'm at. Okay, let's get to the voicemails. It's getting dark. It's getting twisted. Now this is just, I'm speaking into the void. As always, you can call into the hotline, 800-213-7503. Let's get into the voicemails. And I promise you, we're working on the podcast studio. It's coming together. It's going to take a second. We've got to do a whole build out. But bear with me. We have a lot going on. Remember, the special Lexington, Octo Lexington, October, Lexington, Kentucky, October 28th, 29th. We'll be shooting the comedy special. Then I'm going back on the road with the whole new show. But also get your tickets in St. Louis the weekend of October 20th through like the 22nd. And you can get all these tickets for the road at heatherontour.com. Thank you guys for the support. I love you. I mean it. We're going to talk so much shit on the road. But in the meantime, between time, let's get into y'all's problems. The absolutely not line, 800-213-7503. Hey, Heather. Um, 
Anna here calling in from Oklahoma. Um, I've been a member of the Dead Dad Club since I was eight, so really appreciate um, all the advocacy work you're doing for our people. Um, and truly, like you have made me more comfortable talking about grief and just created a safe space. So that is an absolutely yes. What I will say is an absolutely not is my precious single mom. Um, uh, I, you know, am an adult now, so I can finally give some of the care that she gave to me as a kid when she was a single mom. And um, absolutely not to the fact that she got a kidney stone this weekend while I was out of town um, and had to drive herself to the hospital. Um, and you absolutely not to her because she gave it to herself because she was dehydrated. I know you've talked about how Robin doesn't drink enough water. Um, I've been telling her to just have simply one sip of water a, a day if she could. Um, but instead, the woman is just, she's drinking tea, she's drinking sparkling water, she's drinking coffee, um, and is simply incapable of just having that sweet, plain water that gives us life. Um, so while I am so sorry that she went through truly a traumatic weekend, um, I think absolutely not to the fact that these these moms that we love that we have to take care of won't drink water. Um, okay, love and light. Thank you. Bye. Hey, friend. Man, I hear this so hard. I have gotten a lot of DMs and a lot of messages and voicemails recently of other people saying, hey, I'm in the same position as you. I'm taking care of one parent or, you know, a lot of us have been feeling some weird loss recently and we're, we're having to step up as adults. We're all in this weird space where now we're having to be the parent. And now you start to observe things in your parents that are just shocking. I have talked about this for years on this podcast. I don't know what the fuck it is with this older generation. They don't hydrate. Okay. There's no liquid going in, just a lot of bitching and complaining going out. Whatever I do when I travel, you know, like if I fly in, I flew into Detroit this week and I get some big bottles of water, got a bottle of water for my mom. Maybe this is, this is me taking a sip. That's the only sip she took the entire weekend. Only sip. And I'm thinking, how is she still standing upright? What the fuck is going on? Here you are you know, in a single parent situation because you lost one parent taking care of your mom, this bitch lands herself in the hospital for not staying hydrated. And then you think, how the fuck did y'all parent us and take care of us if you can't even remember to drink water? You know what I'm saying? And I know that the 80s and 90s were like the wild, wild west. And I know when our parents grew up, they didn't even have fucking car seats or seatbelts, period. But how did my mother raise me to be such an upstanding citizen when this bitch doesn't even know how to take a sip of H2O? It's alarming. And this is the kind of stuff you're like, all right, if you put yourself in the hospital for something as dumb as forgetting to drink water that you gave yourself a kidney stone or a kidney infection, what's next? I don't know. You're trying to rollerblade down an escalator? We don't know what kind of crazy fucking tricks you got up your sleeve, mothers. Y'all, I took Robin to Detroit this weekend, and we laughed so hard. But my friends John and Amy flew up with us and flew back with us, and they were like, they witnessed it all. They witnessed every single split second 
of just Robinisms and me being like, no, mom, I have your purse. I got the bag. No, mom, I, I have that. Would you like something to drink? <laughs> like I, it's like I'm traveling with a toddler and I'm not speaking down on my mom. And I'm, I'm sure I am way over. I'm annoying to her. I know she's like, cause every about th- 30 minutes, she's like, Oh, shut up. Oh, let me live. But there are days where I'm like, mom, hand me the bag. I'll put it up. Mom, no, we're not going there. Watching my mom go through TSA and clear was just, it was a harrowing event. First of all, clear does not read her, her eye sockets or her fingerprints. As far as clear is concerned, Robin is like, you know, she's a ghost. She doesn't exist. They find her in the system. She's got to get the cataracts done. I don't know if they're like biased towards elderly people, but they cannot read her fingerprints or her eyes. So then we got to get a representative from clear to come over and they've reset her biometrics like 65 times. She doesn't exist. Then we're like, so we're TSA pre-check in clear. Then we get to the, you know, through, we're about to go through security and you know, you got to put your bin up. Okay. So y'all know you've been to the airports like Atlanta where the bins move. There's three rows of bins, three rows deep. You put your bag in the bin. And then as soon as the other two bins move and yours goes to the second spot, okay, so your bin's on one, as soon as it goes to two, you can walk away from your bag because then it's on the automatic track and it'll just roll through. I'm about two people behind my mother and she's just shoving this first bin, hitting two and three. And the sassy TSA woman's like, man, do not push to bin two. And my mom is not paying attention. She can't hear. So she doesn't know that the woman is directly yelling at her. It's Friday afternoon. And I'm just like, and I'm trying to go, mom, mom. And my mom is not one of those people. Like if you kick her under the table to be like, hey, mom, don't bring that up. Or let's not talk about it. She's like, what? Why are you kicking me? So I'm like, mom, Robin, Robin. And she just turns around and goes, what? Screaming. So now my mom's screaming. The TSA lady's screaming. I'm like, mom, just stay put. Just stay the fuck put. And then I step up to her and I go, don't touch your fucking bin. And now I'm angry. I'm like the adult walking through TSA with the screaming toddlers who are running amok. You know what I mean? I've got a 75-year-old toddler just shoving her bin, just the TSA lady has been dealing with this bullshit all day. So I look at her and I try and make eye contact. Like I go, hi, I'm so sorry. She's with me. It's been a second. But my mom doesn't look, you know, my mom's 75, but she's a hot little, little minx. And Robin is with it. She's like doing her damn thing. But Robin's just like, I used to work in the airlines. She worked at the airport for like 25 years. So the slightest change in something. And she's like, no, this is not how we did it. You know, your father used to fly me in his, his, his plane. I'm just saying it's real low grade of you for us to be flying commercial. I'm like, what? You know, I put this bitch in first class. It ain't enough. So I try and make eye contact with this TSA lady to be like, listen, ma'am, I know you have a hard job. You've been dealing with fucking morons, idiots all fucking day, but please have a little grace for my mom. But my mom is not like, she's not elderly. She's not like, oh, I can't put my purse in the bin. Robin is slams her fucking Louis Vuitton bag in and is just like, why isn't this thing moving? We have two and a half hours to go sit in the Sky Club. And she's like, I'm going to miss my flight. I got to go to Detroit and meet the girls. 
And this lady looks at me like, I'm not giving any grace to your mother. And I said, I'm so sorry. She's with me. Robin's in a very cute outfit. She's got an ascot silk scarf. She's in a blazer. Like she looks cute. She does not look like a woman who needs help. Now, little does this TSA lady know, it took 45 minutes for Clear to even get a pulse check on the bitch. I look at this woman and finally I just go, mom. And I, and that's when I'm now not keeping my cool. And you guys see me in the airport, you know, and you come up tiramisu, bitch, what's up? And usually I'm stripping sweat because I'm either trying to make a flight to go on the road or I've just come back from a hellacious weekend and I'm like, done. And when you see me with Robin, Robin walks through the airport like the queen of fucking England, rest in peace, doing the wave. You know what I mean? Oh, hello. Loves it. When you guys yell her name and then she'll immediately turn behind and go, did you say hi? Always say hi, mom. I always say hi. So this woman and I make eye contact and she was like, nah, <laughs> literally dead ass. It's like, nah, your mom's acting like a little Bia Bia. And she needs to be a Mia Mia. And I was like dead. I literally said, and I quote, you're right. Like I just put my head down and said, let me handle it. But now I've already lost my cool. So the people behind me in the TSA pre-check clear line, and these are people who are streamlined travelers. We're not taking off our shoes. We're not taking off the laptop. Like we know the fucking flow. We know the flow. It's a bing, bang, boom, 20 second timing. I'm good. I get through, I get through the airport. We solid. And the woman was like, I'm not having any mercy on you. She's, she's like, no, you know, she, she's acting like a BIB. And I said, I know she is. She's acting like a punk ass little bitch weakling. Yep. You're right. So then I lost my cool, had to pull myself back. Robin's already through security. And then, you know, when the, when the things come down, the, the bag is going through the conveyor belt. Robin is, you know, <laughs> okay. You know, when it comes through the x-ray machine, and then it's got the, the clear plastic. And then as soon as the clear plastic breaks, you know, you let your bag go to the end of the little conveyor belt and then you get it and then you put your bin up. Or if you're in an airport where the bin automatically goes into the little pile and sinks down, right? Robin, I shit you not, has her head, she's on her tippy toes, has her head tilted over and perched over, like directly looking into the line of radiation that is coming from the x-ray machine. And there's like signs everywhere. Do not touch. Do not get close. And Robin is like, where's my Louis Vuitton? And they're like, ma'am, back up. Like she could be doing something shady. As far as they're concerned, you know, the bag needs to be checked. She's reaching in her hand. She's already down to the T gates before you can say, can we check this bag? It, it, it was just like, and so I literally grab her by basically by the back of her sweater and I go, give it three inches, Red. She knows she's in trouble when I just call her Red. I go, Red, give it three feet, three feet of breathing room. And she's like bouncing on her tiptoes because she's anxious. Bitch has un undiagnosed anxiety and Ashley and I always talk about it. Like the only way we can get my mom on an international flight and she's not anxious as in like worried anxious. She, it's nervous energy where she's just, if you didn't know, you'd think she was blowing Coke all morning, bouncing around the ADD, just ping ponging like a pinball machine, ding, 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 back and forth. So then we're walking. She's already mad because I've scolded her three times. And I'm sure she's feeling a little insecurity because as far as clear is concerned at the airport, she's like, 
she's dead. She's a dead man walking. So we're walking to the Sky Club and I go, Mom, I love you, but you got it. And she's like, quit reprimanding me. You're not my mother. I worked in the airlines for 25 years. And I'm like, Mom, things have changed. Please just, you don't have to be up everyone's ass. And I was trying to explain to her what the TSA lady was saying. And Robin's like, I'll meet you in the Sky Club. She was buzzing. She didn't know where it was because it was kind of like the secret Sky Club at the D-Gates. My God. So uh, all of this being said, in the first 20 minutes, so I show up to the Sky Club to meet John and Amy and they're like, what's wrong? I'm like, somebody give me a fucking glass of wine. We haven't even gotten on the flight yet. This bitch is driving me nuts. And my mom does this thing. Her bag's too heavy, so I'm carrying her bag with my bags. And she's like, my purse is in there. Like, she tucks the purse in the other little, like, light duffel. I'll hold my bag. My purse is in there. I'm like, mom, I am almost six foot tall. I am a linebacker broad bitch. If you think some man in this airport is just going to grab this duffel and start running because he knows your knockoff Louis Vuitton bag is in this bag, I got the fucking bag. It's too heavy. Let me deal with it. I'm the pack mule for this goddamn family. Let me carry the bag to the Sky Club. Shut the fuck up. Sit down. Have a glass of red wine. I'm going to get you water. You're not going to drink it because we know how this plays out. I had to carry your bag off the plane last night. Had them, my, give me the bag. My purse is in there. My purse is in there. I'm like, no, the trains were down. We had to walk. Also, Atlanta Airport, get your shit together. Get your shit together. We're on the moving sidewalk at one point. It's 8 p.m. in Atlanta Airport. Everyone is just like, fuck this. The trains are packed. We're walking. You know, you stand on the right side of the moving sidewalk if you want to stand. The left side if you're trying to walk. Robin's on the left side, puts her bag down, thinking that the the handrails are also moving, but those stay stationary. And her ba- and I'm a couple feet behind her. Her bag's just left in the dust. She's like, it was heavy. She put it down. She's moving on the moving sidewalk. The bag is in, in the rear view. So thank God I come up and I grab the bag and I'm like, what are you doing? She goes, I needed a rest. <laughs> I needed a rest. She's like, my purse is in there. I'm like, no one is stealing your purse in this airport right now. I've got eyes on it. If you think somebody is going to come up to me, your mastodon of a child, your literal hodor of a daughter, and try and rob us in broad daylight right now at the airport on a moving sidewalk, we've got bigger fish to fry. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I did not mean to do that. I just did that. 12, 13 minute fucking rant about traveling with your parent. I say that to go back to your voicemail. I get it. We're doing the best we can. And I, anybody who's dealing with your parent right now, and I love my mom to death. Y'all know she is the light of my life. The funniest fucking person on the planet. I adore her. That's why I take her everywhere with me. But there are days where I know that I will die early because of this bia bia. Screaming. My purse is in there. Like, okay, now everybody knows your purse is in here. Now, the, if there was a perp ready to rob, now they know. Play it cool. That's what I want to tell her at the time. Shut up and play it cool. But I took her to Detroit and she thrived. She had a blast. Just a blast. But all that being said, it's like, will she have a kidney stone tomorrow? Maybe. Maybe. 
She doesn't drink water. Doesn't eat a meal. When we sit down to eat a meal, you know, she gets like a bowl of fruit. And I'm like, you're going to be hungry in two hours. I'm fine. Leave me alone. An hour and a half. When's dinner? We just left brunch at 1130 in the morning, mom. We're not eating until 730. Well, I'm starving. I knew this was going to happen. It's like when you, it's actually like having a toddler. You sit down. If you don't eat your meal, you're going to be hungry later. You don't get a cookie till you finish your meal. An hour later, trying to put him to bed. I'm starving. That's it. That's what I'm dealing with. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Literally on my mom's gravestone, it's going to say, oh, shut up. Leave me alone. She was so annoyed with me when I was trying to, and I was very calmly. My sister, Ashley, if you're listening to this, you know, I was very calmly trying to walk Robin through the updated safety protocol procedures of TSA, and she was not having it. I worked for the defunct airlines, Eastern Airlines, for 25 years. And let me tell you something. I know how airports go. You know, I used to work the ticket counter, and I used to work bag services in Miami International Airport. You tell me what you've done. And I'm like, you're right. I have done nothing. I have done nothing. You're right. And it's hard. Sister friend, I hear you. It's hard because it's like you got away for one weekend. And you're like, mom, all I'm asking you to do is stay hydrated this weekend. And bitch couldn't get it done. Drank caffeinated iced tea, black coffee, and probably white wine spritzers all weekend with the girls. Ends up in the hospital. We're doing the best we can. And I want you to know, if you're in this position right now, or even if you're dealing with your kids, everybody's doing the best they can. Find a little grace, take a breath. If you need to go in that, if you're at the airport with your older parent and you need to go into that room, you know, the room just for smokers and scream. You know, when you're walking through an airport and you see the smoking room, I don't even know if they still have, no, they have one in Atlanta and it's just people smoking and you're like, what the fuck are y'all doing hot boxing yourselves in there? Like, I also get it though. There are days where I'm like, I love a cigarette and I'm like, I want to go in there and just rip a cig. But I also just need like a scream closet when I'm driving with Robin, like, ah, you know, and then just get it out. 10 seconds, let it rip, keep rolling. Oh God. I hear you though. Mom, I gave you one job. Just stay fucking hydrated. How did you drive me to school every day and not get a kidney stone? How did y'all raise us if your generation doesn't know how to drink H2 freaking O? I'm not asking for you to like learn how to use an iPad or, you know, start tweeting aggressively or invest in Bitcoin. I'm asking very basic human instinct, human basic needs. I hear you. It's tough. That was a 20 minute rant. So anyways, I'm with you. I hear you. I see you. We're still doing the Lord's work. Give yourself grace. Also give the people that you're with grace. Cause sometimes, you know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but you can teach an old dog how to at least go through TSA and not get screamed at. And I think we're asking for the bare minimum here. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hey, Heather, this is Brian from Charleston. I got an absolute yes I need your opinion on. And uh, you asked Jeff, too. Try to get my wife to grow out a bush a little bit. Just, you know, a little bit of bush. I never hurt anybody. So what do you think? <laughs> absolutely yes, a bush? Well, 
friend, I love that you called in and asked this question, the age-old question, Bush. Also, I love that you giggled the whole way through it. Shows that level of maturity. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to ask you a question. You got, you got hair down there? <laughs> and this is how you know men never change. Pubic hair, normal thing. Normal thing, we're born, we're not born. With it. You know what I mean? It's a natural part of the progression of puberty turning into an adult. And we got Brian over here. He's like, Hey, you got, you got stuff down there. I'm telling you what. Now it was kind of hard to understand what you're saying. I think you asked, you asked your wife to grow out her bush. Cause a little bit of bush never hurt nobody. I, I agree with you. Used to do the um, Brazilians. And now I got a landing strip. I'll be honest with you. I keep it tight, but I keep it, I keep it down. You know, I don't go full bald anymore. It just, it's starting to look, you know, it looks like a, like a, just a sick, sick animal. <laughs> oh, God. I have a great, great laser hair removal joke in my set that's going in the special. You guys know the one. See, this is what I love about this podcast. We talk about deep things. We talk about losing parents, having self-confidence, you know, struggles in life. And then we just got Brian Warner. Hey, yay, I need to know something. You got a bush? I'm trying to get my wife to grow it out. Curly cues over here. You know what I mean? I'm trying to make sure that she's got a little something to grab onto. <laughs> this is, I love it. The, the guys, I, when the dude's calling, it just brings me so much joy. It's just so, it's a maybe four second voicemail. Hey, real talk. You got pubes? That's what's up. Out. They're click. They're done. They're done. And that, it just, it brings me so much joy. It brings me so much joy. Yeah. You know, I think as we get older too, it's let it go. I mean, keep it trim. Can I tell you what's jarring? A man with absolutely no pubic hair. And you know, I don't know when we were, when we were in college, did guys shave everything? A man would just like nothing, like trim it, keep it clean. Let's have hygiene. But a man that just has no pubes, so like it's one thing if you like a woman smooth or whatever. Everybody has their own personal things. I like to keep everything waxed. The butthole's always waxed because that way it's just nice. I wear a lot of thongs. You know what I mean? In the bathing suit, it's easy. But I keep things trimmed, but I do like a little protection. And the Lord gave us hair down there for protection. You know, because think about it. When you used to live out in the, de- out in the wild, say you were a cave woman. You you had nothing but maybe a loincloth. You know what I mean? And if you're, you're fighting off wild animals, dinosaurs, the last thing you want to think about, if you get a claw, a, you know, a T-Rex claw to the top of your vagina, it's done. But maybe if you had a little protection there, you know, when they're coming in, trying to scratch you, that's what that was for. So I don't know if you guys understand anything about evolution or revelations, the end of times, but that's what that's about. Do you understand what I'm saying? Hopefully you do. So this whole movement that we weren't supposed to have anything down there, it's there for a reason. It's there for a reason. Do with it what you will. But I'll tell you, there is nothing grosser to me than a man that has just no, nothing. Like just nothing, it's weird. The penis already looks weird. Like you need something to like fluff it up. It's kind of like you're putting a little hat on it. You know what I'm saying? Just like a little, like a little beret, just something. Keep it clean. Can be, it can be a smooth buzz cut, but it needs to, you know, it needs to frame the face of the dick. 
And that's just my personal preference. You know what I mean? Nothing. It's just, ugh, no. I don't, I, I also like chest hair. So I don't know. You know, I've always identified as a lumber sexual. You know, I like cavemen. I like it trimmed, but I like something there. So, you know what I mean? When you're sitting around with your wife and Charles, and you're like, I wonder if Heather's got pubes. <laughs> to answer your question, there's a couple loose cats down there. You know what I'm saying? There's a couple loose wild tumbleweeds down there. So funny. Whenever, you know, the gay guys call in and I love them. Hey, girl, like we just had a voicemail, but it cut off at the end. It didn't record all the way. Hey, Hey, girl, I'm hungover. I just got a Mountain Dew. Is that a good idea or not? And I'm like, yes, honey, don't get the Mountain Dew. Actually, you're surviving. You're hungover. Do what you got to do. And then you got the straight guys. Hey, you got you got hair on your twat? It's <laughs> <laughs> so typical. It's great. I love it. And I know Jeff's going to listen to this. Like, Hell yeah, brother. Good question. Yeah, what's up? Hell yeah. If you listen to other bro podcasts, they leave the same kind of voicemails. Listen to anybody. You know, I enjoy listening to like Andrew Santino and Theo Vaughn. Guys call me like, okay, I got a question. Is your dick get hard for Betty White? Let me know. Click. Like, that's it. And you're like, God, men are simple. Simple creatures. You know what I mean? And see, I told you earlier, Jeb was like trying to lay on me earlier. And if you have a little pubic hair, it's a nice little rest. It's a nice little rest for the head. Do what you got to do. Also, once you get in your thirties, like when you're an adult, all the things that we did, I used to get a Brazilian, you know, remember when you get a Brazilian and then they come out with the tweezers and you're like, there is a woman literally tweezing my grundle right now. It's too much. It's too close. It's not right. I don't blame you. You know what I mean? Keep it trim on the sides. Keep it smooth up the ass. But the moment they bring out the tweezers and you know how bad that hurts, it's not worth it. I don't even have time for that kind of pain in my life. I already have enough trauma from everything else. I don't like, as soon as you hear them pull those tweezers out, when you're at the waxing place, you're like, this is going to fucking hurt. Hurts worse than the wax. You know what? I think your name was Brian. Maybe, yeah, I think it was right. I don't have time for it. You don't either. So if you want your lady to grab some of her little bits down there because you want a softer little landing pad, hell yeah, you do what you got to do. Tell her, say, I'm living with a wild woman. She got a full bush. And her name's Babs. You know what I mean? I love that. And I love that you're letting your woman be natural. You're letting your woman be free, be natural. I'm every woman. Oh, oh. We built this city. We built this city on big bushes. I love it. You know, when I stand, I stand for this caller. I stand for the female empowerment. Well, I wanted to get into a lot more of the voicemails, but I feel like this is just a perfect place to end. Just a perfect little chef's kiss to the episode. And maybe, maybe this goes back to what I was saying earlier. You're feeling a little like low confidence. Like you can't do it. You want to grow a bush, grow a fucking bush. 
You know, you want to start a business, start a business. You want to go out on the road with your folk band? Fire up the ukulele. Get going. Be the you today that you want to be tomorrow. Don't think you can't do it. Because when you hear that little self-doubt, that little voice in the back ear that says, you can't do it, that's your inner child being a bia bia, a little bitch, punk, weakling. And you know what you are? A Mia. Beautiful, awesome, sexy friend who's always there. And that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about right now. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. As always, you can call into the hotline, 800-213-7503. You mean the world to me. Keep sending in the voicemails. Also, want to give a quick shout out. A lot of people have DM'd me and left voicemails about the lovely woman that called last week who got fired from her job for being pregnant. And we pretty much have an idea of what company this was, but I need to hear it from her. I don't have her number. So if the kind woman who called last week who called in to the voicemail and said, you know, she got fired from her job in Nashville because of her morality clause. If you could DM me and DM me, just keep DMing me with the, and, and put a put a pregnant belly in the DM and I will look for it this week. I, I need you to DM me so I can hear it directly from you because I can't like, you know, go allegedly and talk about it. I can't get to the root of the issue unless I hear it from you and I know what's going on. But I want to drag this business, whatever this business is, we want to get to it. So DM me. Anyways, in the meantime, between time, I love you. I mean it. Thank you for tuning into the Absolutely Not Podcast. I cannot wait to see you back on the road. Get your tickets at heatherontour.com. I will see you in St. Louis to run the special. And then we will be shooting the special at the end of the month in Lexington, Kentucky. Again, from the bottom of my heart, guys, I'm so grateful for all the support. And I love you a minute. Light a candle. Hope I booked this movie. And I will see you at Craft Services. Love you, mean it. Arrivederci, Chabella. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.